Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The story of Minecraft has turned a new page and an entire dimension has evolved. With this change comes a new and highly sought after resource. Ancient debris lies in sparse pockets in the nether, waiting to be mined, smelted, and combined with gold to create netherite, a material that has knocked diamond off the throne of Minecraft. But has netherite also opened up a Pandora's box of possible new tiers of materials? Let's go to netherite and beyond in this episode of Dig Straight Down. What is going on, crafters? Welcome to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. Guys, I've been looking at the stats of the podcast, and yeah, I am blown away at how far we've come since January of this year. Um, started in January of this year, and already, um, without really any help, without... Um, interviewing people without really advertising the podcast at all we are almost to 700 listens um and i want i would love to get i would love to get to a thousand listens um by mid-october so what i'm asking for you to do if you are enjoying the show number one please leave um a good review on whatever platform you listen to um, the show on, whether that's Spotify or Apple podcast or whatever. And also if you have, um, friends who you think would enjoy listening to a Minecraft podcast, please pass this podcast along to them. Um, I would love to have more people listening and more people joining in on these conversations. Um, so yeah, I really would love to get to a thousand listens by mid October. So I think we can hit that goal guys, but I need your help. So please leave good reviews, pass the podcast along. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for the love you've been showing. Thank you so much for the support and for tuning in every time I upload an episode. I really, really love you guys. So <laughs> let's dig into the community highlight of this episode. And for this community to highlight, uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. The first thing is something that happened pretty recently um, as I'm recording this podcast, which is today is, by the way, it is July the 19th, Sunday. So, like, literally just, I think, like, a couple of days ago, um, this this group has, they've identified the seed for the world featured on the main menu of Minecraft 1.8. Now, if you remember Minecraft 1.8, um, when you open up the game, the launcher, um, it would ha- the, the main menu would have a, a panorama view 
of just it looked like a generic minecraft world and for a long time no one knew what the seed was and it's not like it's an important seed at all or an important world at all it was just a world that um mojang decided hey we just need something that looks like generic minecraft to show and that world just happened to be something that they generated so but this group called minecraft at home um has identified the seed and it and it's and it's pretty awesome so um by the way, Minecraft at Home is a volunteer computing uh, project which allows anyone on the internet to contribute resources to research projects related to Minecraft, which is a pretty cool idea, like re uh, researching the actual world of Minecraft as if they're um, scientists or um, archaeologists or something. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, there's a link to the, uh, the Reddit post. Um, in the show notes of this episode and the seed is there and i am not going to read out just a long string of numbers but if you want to generate that seed in a um in a minecraft 1.8 world um that you you can absolutely do that now so uh go check that out in the show notes um there is a list of people actually um on the on the uh, Reddit post, as uh, uh, in who are the ones who were behind this discovery? So, um, Earth Computer, Cortex, and Neil uh, wrote the biome and terrain checking code and found the seed. Um, <laughs> Dutchin eighteen made multiple to tools and mods to help with the recreation and gathering data for the seed checking. MC Suedo Gravity. Uh, reversed the tall grass colors and found the biome values in the panorama. Uh, Philip underscore DE hosted the recreation Minecraft server and screenshotting bot. And uh, Tommy Akko, I think it's, that's the name, started the project, found the coordinates, and made the panorama viewer with recreation overlay. So uh, those, that's, those are the people who were behind this discovery. Um, it was a pretty cool thing, something that you would have never expected to happen or uh, even like if people were even trying to do this thing. But apparently this um, this project, Minecraft at Home, they're just all about those kind of things. I think one of the one of the things that they're working on now is finding the uh, the tallest cactus ever in Minecraft. I think they said it was like they found one that was 20 blocks tall, which is pretty crazy for a naturally generating cactus um, but they do all sorts of things like that, so check them out. Again, that Reddit post is linked in the show notes of this episode. So, also, the other thing that I wanted to talk about in this community highlight, um, a conversation uh, was opened up in the Minecraft community recently um, concerning comparing YouTube SMPs to one another. Um... Now, uh, Fwip, one of the founding members of Legacy SMP, uh, tweeted recently. He said, as many of you know, I've taken a break from the Legacy server due to burnout. To be blunt, a large portion of this was due to constantly being called a knockoff version or a copy of other Minecraft SMPs or creators. Uh, he went on to say that he was ready to jump back into Legacy after that, that brief break that he had, but that really kind of stirred the pot and um a lot of people in the minecraft community um even some big names jumped into the conversation 
um, about that, uh, the comparison that inevitably happens. So say you're, you, you, uh, start a, um, YouTube channel that's all about building and you're, you're building some really cool things. Somebody might come, uh, might comment and say, why are you trying to copy Grian or B double O or something like that? Or if you're, um, if you're trying to do more uh, parkour or speedrunning type things, people are like, uh, why are you trying to copy Dream or so- something like that? Um, it-, it opened up that kind of conversation. And uh, Hermitcraft Hermit member Exumavoid, um, he continued this discussion on his Exuma Says channel, um, talking about how such comparisons are unhealthy for the community and really stifling when it comes to uh, someone's creativity. And honestly, when I when okay, so w- this kind of hit home for me a little bit, not that anybody's ever tried to blame me for trying to copy someone, but I, I can have those thoughts about myself. And when I started this podcast, um, in the back of my mind, obviously, I really wanted to be like the spawn chunks. Um, that was the 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 one Minecraft podcast that I that I knew existed at the time. I didn't know about, um, how many there were actually out there. Um, but I feel like, um, now 15 episodes in, I have grown from that, that maybe I tried to copy them in the beginning, but now I feel like I'm hitting my own stride and and that will continue to develop as I continue this podcast. Um, but that really did hit home to me that, how discouraging it would be if someone commented that. And, you know, I mean, obviously people can comment whatever they want. I mean, you have, they have that freedom to think whatever they want of you, but, um, I just want to take the opportunity to say, this is a worthwhile conversation to have. And also if you are a new Minecraft content creator of any type, whether you're creating a podcast or creating a YouTube let's play or, you want to get into um, skin designing or map making or mod making or whatever that is, whatever facet of Minecraft attracts you or, or you, you enjoy the most, whatever you're creating, um, go ahead and copy people. Like really, I mean, obviously don't copy them blah, 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 and, and, and steal their, their content for yourself, but go ahead and, and make things that are um, explicitly inspired by someone there's nothing wrong with that you're not that's not cheating um what those are are those are your first steps into a creative space and you need those first steps you need um step one and two and three and four to get to step five and six and seven and all the way um and as you keep keep taking those creative steps your own creativity your own personality and imprint into that creativity will develop to the point where people will begin to recognize it and appreciate it for its own thing. So don't be afraid to draw um, explicit um, inspiration from some of your favorite creators. If they're doing a good job, maybe they are worth, um, in, um, um, maybe they're worth copying a little bit. Maybe they're worth, um, uh, following in their footsteps. So I encourage you to do that. Um, don't let any, you know, naysayers get you down. And if it's, if it's not constructive criticism, you don't have to listen to it. You can continue to do what makes you happy and what 
you think that you should do as long as you're not stealing from other people. Um, yeah, continue to do that. I do think that this, this was a good conversation for, um, bigger Minecraft creators to open up, um, and definitely worth, uh, looking into ourselves. Now the link to, uh, Fwip's tweet is going to be in the show notes as well as the link to, um, Exuma's video on this discussion. So, uh, if you want to go into that and check that out, just look at the links in the show notes. Now, let's get into the feature review of this episode. And this episode's feature review is The Horse. Um, The Horse is a mob that I remember a time before The Horse existed. When they first showcased uh, snapshots for The Horse, I thought, oh, this completely changes the game, which is hilarious now thinking back. Um, now that we've got the update aquatic and another update under our belts, the horse really was not much of a change really, but it felt like it was at the time because all of a sudden you really could explore the terrain in a much faster way than was before possible. Um, if you didn't have minecart rails everywhere, um, I don't really fool around with, uh, Minecraft horses very much. It's not a part of the game that I engage with a lot, but I've had that in my mind. Like, how cool would it be to actually have a functioning horse ranch in Minecraft where you actually, you know, strategically breed the horses to get uh, other horses of certain characteristics and, and speeds and whatnot? Um, you could totally do that. So, I mean, that might be a project for future. But anyway, according to the Minecraft wiki, Horses spawn in plains and savannas in herds of two to six. Um, all members of the herd will have the same color, but the markings may vary. Uh, about 20% spawn as foals. Um, horses can be pulled along and tied up using a lead. They can be towed in two ways. Horses can swim behind a boat using a lead or, and this really stuck out to me as a Java player. You bedrock people are so lucky. A boat can be attached to a lead, but uh, um, and the player can swim and drag the boat containing the horse. So apparently, <laughs> in bedrock, you can pull a boat using a lead? I had no idea that existed, and that would be so amazing to bring into Java. I use boats all the time, since, since I never... I never want to really use Elytra in Minecraft. I love getting around on the ground level. Um, just, I love that, that, that kind of exploration. So I use a boat all the time and I'm just thinking how amazing would it be to be able to really like transport you and all of your goods and your pets and whatnot in two boats. You jump into a boat and you've got a boat attached to a lead and you're pulling it behind you with um, maybe your dog and a, a donkey with a chest equipped, um, in that boat. I, I think that that would be so cool. Please. We need this so bad in Java. There's, there's so many things I used to look at bedrock as sort of like less than <laughs> I've got to admit. Um, I was a Java purist at one point, but now I'm thinking, gosh, man, um, bedrock really has a lot of things that I really want to be added to Java. Um, feature parity needs to be, needs to be a priority. 
Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, depending on the variations of the parent horses, the offspring can be one of several types. Um, breeding two horses together pr produces a horse foal. Uh, usually the new foal has the color and markings of one of its parents, although there is a 13 out of 45 chance of having a random color or marking. Uh, Crossbreeding cross -breeding a horse with a donkey creates a mule foal. Mules cannot be bred, and breeding a mule unlocks the artificial selection achievement. Um, horses jump strength ranges from 0.4 to 1 with an average of 0.7. I don't know why they have it like that. Why don't they just range it from 1 to something instead of 0.4? That's a strange... I don't know what their measurement is there. But anyway, and a, a, jump, a jump strength of 0.5 is enough to clear um, about about one and a half blocks while uh, a jump strength of one is enough to clear five and a half blocks. So a horse can potentially jump pretty, pretty high. Um, my opinion, one way that I would improve horses would be riding a horse should be an advantage in it in combat like it was in real life in like the medieval times. Um, different horse armors probably could have different benefits like uh, leather could be less protective but it could add speed and diamond could add more protection but less speed um, there's a lot of ways that horses and combat could be paired up um, in different variations there and I think that um, you, making horses more um, useful in combat would be a great di direction to take them a great uh, way to improve them so I rank horses from, okay, from netherite to uh, birch log, which is the absolute lowest. I rank horses at iron, which is number five. Um, they're pretty cool. They have a lot of interesting details. I don't think that they are generally useful, and I think that there are a few ways in which they could be made more useful. So I say uh, horse gets a five out of ten ranking, and deserves um to be roasted a little bit so a new thing that i'm going to add and th maybe this will be every episode maybe not i don't know so when i do a future review i'm going to ask the audience you guys to send me uh your best roasts of that feature so i have three here that i'm going to read out uh the final spam sent as a roast of horses the final spam sent um Minecraft horses are Dollar Tree versions of the real thing, which apparently, uh, I don't know. I don't know why she feels that way about the Dollar Tree. The Dollar Tree is a very awesome store, and um, I do not agree with this at all. Llama uh, Face says, horses have the perfect width to make you think they can fit through things, yet they fit through nothing. And I agree with this. Horses, they look like they could fit through a, a one by to space totally cannot um there have been many times where i've tried to ride a horse through a fence gate and only to realize this horse is way too wide so yeah uh that 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 that's definitely definitely something the the horse needs to work on <laughs> um spark bandit says horses make diorite look as good as sand falling on a torch that's 
that's over the line, I think. That's a little bit too offensive. Um, diorite, yeah, diorite being that ugly. Um, yeah, the Spark Bandit should be ashamed, and uh, I'm sorry that I read that out on my podcast. So anyway, <laughs> moving on from the feature review, let's dig into the main discussion. And this episode's main discussion is inspired by a tweet from King B Dogs, and that tweet is Netherite was a risk that we took and I think paid off very well, but we should ask ourselves what it means to add new tiers to the game in general. Why do new tiers need to exist if diamonds are there? And I thought this was a great opener to the conversation about new tiers beyond Minecraft or new tiers just generally beyond diamond. Um, and my thoughts are, um, maybe new tiers don't have to be um, necessarily fa- um, more durable than diamond or faster acting than diamond. Um, I think that they could be just uh, specialized. So, for instance, like, okay, um, netherite. Netherite uh, floats in lava, so you can't lose your netherite items to lava. And netherite armor also um, dampens knockback effect, so you're not as affected by knockback. Um, So I think those are some interesting uh, extra features beyond just having the durability of diamond. So I feel like... um, any new material that they add to the game, any new kind of ore that is um, like a highly sought after thing like netherite could just keep the durability and the efficiency of diamond, um, but give us one or two extra cool features. Um, so like say there was a um, there was a new ore for the end, right? Let's call it enderite. So enderite is um added to the game in an end update um maybe upgrading your diamond armor to enderite instead of netherite allows you to um add the elytra to your chest plate um so that now you can have a chest plate and you can fly with elytra at the same time um maybe it could also um maybe if your um, your enderite item falls into the void it gets teleported back to you it makes sense for like netherite to float in lava because netherite is native to the nether. So if we have enderite and it's native to the end, it should have some um, end uh, native features. So I think like being able to rebound from the void or uh, allow you to fly while being um, fully armored up would be a pretty cool feature. Um, so I do think that new tiers beyond diamond is very much feasible and something that we could do um i don't think it has to mean that it's better than diamond or um have more uh durability or efficiency than diamond i think diamond can be the top as far as that goes but every other thing added from now on could just simply add one or two new cool features that diamond doesn't have um, so yeah, uh, the, the link to that tweet, if you want to see the rest of that, um, if you want to see the rest of that conversation that was on Twitter, the link to that tweet is in the show notes of this episode. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, don't forget, you can email the show at dickstraightdowncast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or ideas for future Minecraft updates. You can also follow me 
on Twitter at RebelJC underscore 92. And until next time, keep digging straight down. We'll see you in the next episode.